The Talking Point on SAFM. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Welcome to the third and final hour of uh, The Talking Point uh, here on SFM 104 to 107 Nationwide. Join the conversation whenever you want to on our studio line 086-000-2032. That's 086-000-2032. The WhatsApp line is 061-410-4107. That's 061-410-4107. Let me quickly tell you what we're going to do in this hour. We're going to talk health, of course, in our health feature, and we're going to talk World Hemophilia Day, uh, and we're going to have that conversation with Dr. Nicholas Mangenya, country medical doctor at Roche Southern Africa and Africa Genomics Program Partnerships Lead Roche Africa, and Dr. Ngwakwana Matlachana, medical doctor, and he also runs the Hemophilia Clinic at the Charlotte Matlake Academic Hospital. And later on, uh, we're going to have a conversation around count- the countdown to the hashtag Trek for Mandela expedition. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to SAFM host Songezo Mabekte about uh, the role he's playing for the hashtag Trek for Mandela expedition for this year. It's 11.08. So um, earlier this week, the Health Fraternity commemorated World Hemophilia Day, that was on the 17th of April, 2023. The theme for this year is Access for All, Prevention of Bleeds as the Global Standard of Care. And this day is celebrated by hemophilia organizations around the world and gives them an opportunity to increase awareness of hemophilia. Hemophilia is a genetic disorder that affects the blood's ability to clot. This results in excessive bleeding from even minor injuries injuries and even spontaneous bleeding. My guests, as I said earlier, Dr. Nicholas Mangenya and Dr. Ngwakwana Mahlajana. Dr. Nicholas, good afternoon. I mean, good morning. Thank you very much for your time. Do you want to re-explain uh, hemophilia to me in a way that I can understand? Because when I read about it, I'd never even heard of it before. Good morning. Morning to you and good morning to the listeners. Yes, indeed. Uh, this week we are celebrating World Hemophilia Day on Monday, the seventeenth, and I think the theme for this year is Access for All. And I think this is really the the awareness we're trying to bring. Um, if I come to your question, so hemophilia indeed is a, is an inherited uh, bleeding disorder, as you rightfully say. So what tends to happen with all of us? We do have blood, of course, which supplies us with the essential nutrients and oxygen to the body. And for that to happen, it needs to flow. And for that to flow, there's, you know, there's balances which the body does to ensure that, for example, it doesn't, you don't bleed too much. So you have these clotting factors which are making sure that, the, you, you know, for example, if you have a small injury, you don't bleed. And then on the other side, it makes sure it's thin enough to flow so it doesn't clot you know, immediately. So there's mechanism to try and make the blood thin, but at the other end, to make sure it doesn't clot. And if in, in hemophilia, what happens is one of the little factors required for you, which is called factor eight, to, to you know to, to make the blood clot is missing or or is not working properly. So what then tends to happen is you have, you have a very high tendency to bleed. And depending on the de- on the degree of the disease, you know you may bleed spontaneously or in some cases after some injury or you know. Too much mobility so that's sort of the summary of how the disease manifests and it manifests mostly 
predominantly in most of the cases, 99% of it in males, and there is a rare chances it may occur in, in, in females, but mostly this disease affects boy children. Yeah. So when you say bleed spontaneously, Dr. Mangenya, what does that mean? So it means that the, you, you, have, you have not injured, you are, you're, not, you're sitting or otherwise doing normal activity and you, 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 your blood just does not clot and you may bleed into the skin. So you are not injured, you are not in, in trauma, you are perhaps sitting at home doing your normal work as a child or at school and you may then automatically start bleeding without anything causing the insult to, to bleed. So that's what we mean when we say spontaneously. Wow. Dr. Uh, Masajana, good morning. Thank you for your time. I know you run the hemophilia clinic at the Charlotte Matlake Academic Hospital. I don't know if you are able to tell me of how big the cases of hemophilia in South Africa or in Gauteng where we are are. Morning. Thank you very much for the invitation and morning to your listeners as well. Um when we, we talk about how how big the cases are, it's very d- difficult to 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 determine. The reason is this is a very rare disease, so it's either the the patients are diagnosed. Some of them do go undiagnosed because the disease is so rare. But when it comes to the the prevalence of hemophilia, we, we have um about twenty four point six per 100,000 births in hemophilia A and about five in 100,000 births um, for patients with hemophilia B. Knowing the exact numbers will be very difficult, like I said, like some patients are not diagnosed and some patients don't get to reach us where we have a, a big hemophilia clinic. So what's the difference, uh, Dr. Masajana, between hemophilia A and hemophilia B? Oh, the, the difference is the the genetic mutation that happens. In hemophilia, in hemophilia A, the genetic mutation, uh, the, the patient lacks um, factor eight. And in hemophilia B, the patients lack factor nine. But in terms of presentation, they present the same. The, the difference is, is, is just um, the factor that is missing. And one of the things, uh, Dr. Mangenya, that uh, Dr. Machatana is saying to us is that, uh, you know, sometimes uh, people go undiagnosed uh, of hemophilia. And in my mind, I'm thinking if you spontaneously bleed, you must assume that there's something wrong with you. Why is it that sometimes people go undiagnosed with hemophilia? Okay. So maybe maybe the first thing to mention is that so hemophilia has got different uh, degrees of severity. In other words, you know you can have severe form, moderate form, or mild form. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what tends to happen with the severe form is when your factor level is less than one percent of mm-hmm. what it must be, and in that case, these are the patients who may present at birth spontaneously, or usually these patients with severe forms present by the time, you know, there are six months when they start moving and crawling, then they start presenting either with bruising, it may be a big bleed into the brain, or it can be bleeding into the joints and muscles. So that's really how it happens. Although actually some of these patients with severe forms do not bleed spontaneously, 
and you know it's surprising to see so they may actually not really bleed until there's either major surgery or some kind of trauma so severe cases almost invariably present at some point Mm, the mm. mild and the moderate forms on the other end. So moderate is one to five percent of the factor, and then you know, uh, mild is five to forty percent. And with, within the moderate and the and the and, and the uh, mild forms, some of these patients, you know, they may present after a tooth extraction or you know or perhaps some surgery or trauma. But if you don't have these really big events. You know, some of these patients will go undiagnosed. So, you know, even without a bleed, especially the mild form. However, you know, so, so, you know, the bleeds may be mild enough, and you know, in in some settings without awareness, it, you know, parents may assume perhaps that the child is abused by someone, but they don't seek that type of care where they can get a diagnosis, or they may be bleeding mildly and going to the general practitioner and they are treated symptomatically to stop the bleed, maybe with bandages, because it's mild, it can control it, or they can get sutured, ETC, and they may not necessarily go through the process of doing the appropriate tests uh, to, to make the determination that you have this disease. So this is sometimes, you know, and Dr. Matkana may even expand on this, because she's seeing these uh, patients more frequently, mm. to say exactly, you know, why would people not eventually show up? But these are some of the reasons they may not present, even when there are some small bleeds that are happening at home. Mm. Do you want to take that, uh, Dr. Mwakana? Yes. Um, so, some some of the reasons that we 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 come across is is that um, um, the the patients with severe hemophilia they are at high risk of intracranial bleeding, which is a, a, a severe a severe form of bleeding. So usually what happens in, in these patients is that when the family is not aware, they don't know of any history of hemophilia, a, a, a baby may may die in their sleep, mm. what, what you hear as um, in a, a hot death. Mm. So in that case, if a post-mortem is not done, you, we will not know that the patient, the, the baby had intracranial bleed. So that is one of the ways in which um, they can present. And unfortunately, it can be fatal. So sometimes when we when we do finally get a patient that comes in and we, we diagnose them, when you take the history from the, not necessarily the mother, from the grandmother, mm. you will find she had a childhood, a boy child who died in their sleep at like seven, eight months and nobody knew what was happening. And when you go deep into the history, you will get to find out some other clues as well that will tell you. For example, they will have an uncle who is using crutches and they don't know why. Mm. He's are just swollen they've always been like that so he's always been a sickly person they don't just because that uncle was never diagnosed mm. they don't come forward with that information of saying we do have a positive family history of hemophilia it is a very um tricky disease if i may say because it does not present the same way in everyone and it may they skip generations. So you may have three generations where nobody was was affected. Mm. And then now you suddenly have this baby that has got hemophilia. And of course, the family will tell you that we do not have a family history mm. of hemophilia. It's only because they don't know. 
Yeah, we are talking. Sorry, we are talking, uh, you know, uh, World Hemophilia Day with uh, Dr. Nicholas Mangenya, country medical doctor for Roche, Southern Africa and Africa Genomics Program Partnerships uh, lead for Roche, Africa, and Dr. Ngwagwana Masajana, medical doctor, and uh, she runs the hemophilia clinic at the Charlotte Maklake Academic Hospital. I know you have to go, uh, Dr. Mangenya, because of uh, previous commitments, but before uh, you go and I continue the conversation with uh, Dr. Matlajan, is there any uh, you know point that you want to emphasize before we allow you the space to go and take care of your other responsibilities? No, I think thank, thank you for that. And I think one thing I want to emphasize really is that if this disease is diagnosed and you are known to, to have it, that there is treatment for it and a patient with hemophilia can just become a patient with hemo- living with hemophilia if they receive the appropriate treatment because you, your life can go back to normal. Mm. So this is really important. And because it's rare, we like to bring this awareness to make sure if there's the family history is highlighted or if these symptoms manifest, let's get diagnosed because little boys can just become normal boys who can do everything, play sport, and be in normal childhood if they get the right treatment. So that's really the important thing that I want to stress here before I go. Thank you, Dr. Mangenya. When I come back, I, I want to talk to Dr. Matlachana about why it presents mostly in males, why it is that hemophilia cases uh, uh, present mostly in uh, boy children, in, 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 uh, in males. We'll continue our conversation around hemophilia in a short while. It's 11.21. For all your medical care and needs, ask our doctors... Tweet at SFM Radio and at KG Mwekezi. Welcome back. It's 11.23. Just in case uh, you just joined us, uh, earlier this week, the Health Fraternity commemorated World Hemophilia Day on the 17th of April 2023. And the theme this year is Access for All, Prevention of Bleeds as the Global Standard of Care. And this day is celebrated by hemophilia organizations around the world and gives them an opportunity to increase awareness of hemophilia. Hemophilia is a genetic disorder that affects the blood's ability to clot and this results in excessive bleeding from even minor injuries and even spontaneous bleeding in certain cases. If you or anyone in your family uh, are suspecting or finding yourself in some of the things that our doctors today are saying, you're more than welcome to call ask a question uh, to our experts on 086-000-2032 that's 086-000-2032 you can also send a WhatsApp on 061 4107. That's 061-410-4107. Do we know, Dr. Matajana, why it presents mostly in males, hemophilia? In, 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 in male patients, yes, it presents more visibly. In females, it doesn't present as visibly as it does in boys. And I'll, I'll explain why. Okay. In boys, they, they will present with a swollen knee, like Dr. Ma- Mangaya said um, um, they can just wake up with a swollen knee. That is a spontaneous bleed. They can just go and play um, outside, not even violently, and then 
when they, when they come inside after a few hours, they have a swollen elbow. That's how it presents in males. They tend to bleed in the joints. They tend to bleed in the muscles. So it, it, it presents differently in, in females. In females, you will hear someone saying um, um, my, they menstruate for five to seven days and they have plots in the menstruation but then when you ask them when you ask them um have you have you seen a, a healthcare professional about this they'll tell you that no i haven't seen anyone because this is normal meaning that when they started menstruating that's how it happened so they didn't see any change in their menstrual cycle and when they ask their mother was menstruating like that their aunts are menstruating like that and their grandmother the same thing so they tend to take it as oh this is normal for our family oh no i hope our line didn't let us down uh we're going to try and get uh, because it ultimately also answers a question that was sent by one of our listeners on whatsapp mune who says uh you know kg for women who go through heavy menstrual bleeding could hemophilia uh, be involved? And I think uh, that's exactly the point that uh, Dr. Matlajana uh, was saying. Because we're not, I don't think from what I'm understanding, they're saying it doesn't present in uh, women. Uh, it, it presents more in men, but it is there in women. And seemingly, it looks like uh, what you are asking, Mune, is true, uh, that there could be a degree of hemophilia involved when women go through heavy menstrual bleeding. But we're trying to do, uh, get back Dr. Nwagana Matlajana, who is uh, an MD and runs the Hemophilia Clinic at the Charlotte Maklaike Academic Hospital because uh, we're having a conversation around hemophilia because it was World Hemophilia Day on uh, the 17th of April 2023. And apparently hemophilia, as you heard the doctor say, is a genetic disorder. You were... Excuse me. Welcome back, Dr. Matlajana. You were talking about uh, um, menstruation and women because there actually is a, a listener who asked the question, for women who go through heavy menstrual bleeding, could hemophilia be involved in that? That's Mune. It is possible, but then other things are possible are possible as well. Um, the One of the, the, the other commonest bleeding disorders is called von Willebrand disorder. It is more common than hemophilia and it presents in the same way as well. So if if one is having um, heavy menstrual bleeding, it they should be checked out. In, in the history, that's where um, we tend to get the clues of what could be happening. So when, when the person goes and see a healthcare professional, we will sit down with them and we'll take the history and take the history into their family as well. That would give us a, an idea of what is happening. For example, with the von Willebrand disorder, it will it, it affects the, the males and the females um, more, or less, more or less the same in that um, the, the males that are affected with von Willebrand don't tend to bleed in their joints, but you will have an idea that the males are also bleeding in the same way that the females are bleeding, the gum bleeding and, um, you know, so 
So we will have to take history and do some tests and then determine what is wrong with them. I don't know if I asked this question earlier, but if if I did, I apologize. But I'm going to repeat it uh, because uh, I think it's important, particularly uh, for this part of the discussion. Is it easy to diagnose hemophilia? Is it uh, is is it you know a case of me going to my GP? Uh, let's say if I'm a I'm a woman who who bleeds a lot when I go for uh, my menstrual cycle. Is it a case of I can go to my GP? and my GP can decisively say it is hemophilia or does it mean I have to go through various tests to be able to ultimately have it uh, have whatever I'm dealing with be deemed hemophilia diagnosing hemophilia is easy but because it is a very rare disease you need a high index of suspicion. You need to be thinking about it. You need to be expecting it for you to say, let, let me test for hemophilia, which is not the case. A lot of patients that we get have been through, um, they've seen, the, they've been to the clinic, they've been to the doctor, they've been to, so it. you need to have a high index of suspicion to be able to say, okay, let me test for hemophilia because then I don't have an answer. It It is very easy to diagnose if you are thinking about it. It is very difficult to be thinking of it because it is a very rare disease. Mm. I don't know. Sure. Yes, no, I completely get it. So you have to ask, you almost have to say, could it be hemophilia that, that I have? But we'll continue our conversation around hemophilia with Dr. Nwagwana Mahlajana, medical doctor, and uh, uh, runs the hemophilia clinic at the Charlotte Matlake Academic Hospital in a short while because it's 11.30 and Dineo Mutawung is standing by with the news headlines. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. Welcome back. It's 11.31. We are talking hemophilia with Dr. Nwagwana Mahlajana, a medical doctor, and runs the hemophilia clinic at the Charlotte Makwake Academic Hospital. Some uh, uh, questions now uh, from... <clears throat> Uh, from our listeners, uh, uh, Dr. Matlajana, I'm just going to read uh, the WhatsApp as is for you. Hi, KG. I am a mature gentleman, had problems with chronic knee swelling with excess fluid in knee, but it was always one knee, either left or right. I have I have gout. So is it possible because of high uric acid levels? Uh, doctors may have misdiagnosed this. Always have intermittent hand swelling thanks uh, uh, freddy and there's another one uh, uh, that says i'm also uh, okay i think it's still freddy he says i'm also uh, hematuric uh, three pluses of microscopic blood in urine which they could not find cause uh, so they uh, they termed it idiopathic thanks i hope that makes sense to you doesn't make sense to me sounds like french i hope it made sense to you dr matlajana Yes, 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 it does. It, it it just means that they couldn't find the cause for 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 the for the blood in the urine. But if he 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 says that he's been investigated and they couldn't find a cause. So in my head, I'm thinking that they did exclude hemophilia. So if he wants to know, he must just go back to the doctor that investigated him, and ask. Up specifically if they excluded hemophilia because I'm I'm thinking they 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 did yeah but that's where he'll find the answer. 
Yeah. So, I mean, in uh, in 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 children, is it uh, easy to to is it a lot easier to diagnose in children uh, or versus adults, or is it just generally the same premise that you have to ask about it for you to know that this is probably hemophilia? In in children, mm-hmm. they're usually with it. They usually inherited it from their parents. Seventy percent of them, they will inherit it from their parents, and thirty percent, it will start with them. The genetic abnormality will start with them. So, if if a, a family has got a history of hemophilia, it's easy because we educate the patients that you must say you must wherever you go, you must say you are a carrier. You you have family history of hemophilia, so the baby can be tested. Yeah. So in children. Usually, if if they have a severe disease, remember Dr. Mangea said we have a severe form, we have a moderate form, and we have a mild form. A severe disease will not necessarily be diagnosed at birth, for example, if we don't know. But if the mother says, "I, I... I, I'm a carrier, please test my child, then we test them, it's easier then. But if the mother doesn't know, how they present is the child may come, the baby may, may, may when they, the stump is falling, the, the umbilical cord, that may bleed for for days yeah. on end. And the bleeding is not like a tap that is open. It's just Did you say bleed you... for days on end? Yes, yeah. yes. So it, it, it's like um, it's not a bleed that would that would scare you. Yeah, that, that's the thing about hemophilia. You when you change a nappy, the uh, by the umbilical area there is there's blood and the blood is like it's just a stain. Yeah, yeah. And then change again, it's just a stain. You it, it can take days, and we've seen cases where the mother comes with a patient who has lost a lot of blood because of that. And it has been happening for days and the mother just thought, oh, it will... It will go it will away. Yes, it will get better. And um, if if the child does, if the mother doesn't consult, then, then it may resolve and then um, the child carries on. And then when they start crawling, when they fall, they are... El- you'll just realize that this baby today is refusing to crawl. They don't want to bear weight on this hand. Mm. They don't want to bear weight on this arm. So those are the signs. So in a mother who does not know what is happening, those signs may not be serious enough for them to go and seek medical help. Yeah. So sometimes just wait it out and the joint gets better and the, the, the baby starts walking. When they start walking, they fall on their bumps all the time oh, as nice. they are trying to stand and, and, and walk. So you'll find that they have this, this area in their bumps where they bleed into. If it is not big enough, then the mother won't consult because mm. it's not bothering anyone. If it is big enough, Sometimes it will bother them, but then because it will go away, then they don't consult. So that is the mystery about hemophilia. That is how a lot of patients get to go on without being diagnosed. It's not that they don't present. They do have the signs, but because the signs are not common in everyone and they are not known by everyone, Mm. they tend to be a lot. 
So in other, usually it is, it, 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 if a patient has got family history, it will be diagnosed in childhood. But in, 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 in adults, it's, it's, these are the patients where, which will have a mild disease, a mild form of the disease. They will have um, a factor level of more than 5% to 40%. So these ones, they, they will present when they, when they are really in trouble. For example, a person has been well their whole life. Mm. And when they go for, for an operation, let's say um, they, they go for an open laparotomy when their abdomen has, has to be opened up, mm. this patient does not stop bleeding and hmm. nobody understands why because when when you consulted with your physician with with your surgeon they asked you do you have any problems that we need to know about and mm. because you don't know you will say no no i don't have yeah. problems so when, after the operation everybody will be surprised that you are not stopping to bleed and unfortunately if there is no high index of suspicion uh, the patient can die because wow. of that. Wow. Undiagnosed. Yeah. Here's yeah. another uh, WhatsApp from our listeners. Hi, KG. I just bruise for no apparent reason. I have been to my GP several times and he just can't diagnose me. My doctor once mentioned I bump objects without realizing of which it's not true. I just have bruises from nowhere. So I've given up on this matter. Please ask the doctor if I have this disease. I'm matured over 50 years and this started years and years ago is it a woman or a man uh it, i don't know they don't say okay. um oh. they don't um, say but they're okay. over 50 it's a woman oh she just responded it's a woman she says she's over 50 years and she just bruises for no apparent reason it's it's it, it's worth investigating so 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 the, the the person can go go back to the same doctor don't go to to the to a different doctor go back to the same doctor and then you explain to them you can even mention that you heard on the radio about this and you are wondering so um it is worth investigating because in in females because hemophilia is on the x chromosome the 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 females are the ones with with two chromosomes and the male males have got an x and a y so the the females we call them carriers because um they don't get to present that much like 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 males and they are the if you you are a mother and you are a carrier you you may give it to to your children to your boy children and your girl children may be carriers so we, females are called carriers so in some carriers they become symptomatic they can just bruise for no reason and nobody knows why they're bruising so this lady is worth investigating and the other thing is they may have um a nosebleeds for no reason and the heavy menstruation like i mentioned but this does not happen to everyone at the same time it may not happen to everyone at the same time so that is why i'm saying it's a very tricky disease it doesn't really uh, present the same way uniformly in everybody so you may just have bruising and nothing else mm. it's still it, it is still worth investigating so the other thing that that uh, may need to be investigated is 
Okay, uh, we'll continue. I'm going to go to break and then uh, we'll continue. Uh, we'll allow Dr. Masajana to uh, uh, finish his response uh, regard uh, the woman over 50 who bruises uh, um, uh, when we come back from break. And then we'll take uh, more of your questions that have come through on WhatsApp and we'll also play your voice notes. We are talking hemophilia because it was World Hemophilia Day on the 17th of April. It's 11.41. Keeping up with your TV license balance inquiries is now simpler than ever. No more waiting in queues. No more phone calls. Just SMS your ID or TV license account number to 44210 and secure your legal viewing fast and simple. Standard SMS rates will be charged. Terms and conditions apply. TV licenses. Pay yours. Make a difference. Questions answered by experts. And the expert today is Dr. Ngwagwana Masajana, medical doctor and runs the Hemophilia Clinic at the Charlotte Maklake Academic Hospital. Your response, uh, Dr. Masajana? You were saying the lady needs to investigate. Yes, the lady needs to be investigated. So they they must go back to the the same healthcare professional and explain explain what they have discovered and what they are thinking. So the, the doctor will run some tests to check if the, 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 the lady uh, may have, um, may, may have um, von Willebrand disease, which is one of, one of the diseases that um, I suspect she may have, or if the general practitioner does not um, um, know how to investigate or does not know how to go about it, they will refer the patient to a physician or a hematologist. Okay. And we have these voice note questions for you, Dr. Matlajana. Okay. Good morning, SAFM. Uh, KG, can you please ask the doctor, you know, when my wife passes stools, she's experiencing blood, and then sometimes this blood is severe, so she went to the doctor and then she was referred to the hospital and then they put some devices there in her just to check what is happening there but they couldn't find anything they took biopsy and then the blood test so could this be maybe uh high from hemophilia or what can you please ask the doctor there Hi, KG and the good doctors. You're speaking with Tembiso from Pomala. Uh, I need to know, man, from the doctors. Uh, I've been bleeding ever since I was young. I've been bleeding from my nose. I think I have hemophilia. And then, um, especially when it's hot, when it, the sun is too hot, I'll bleed from uh, on my nose. And I can even feel it when it wants to come out. But recently, it during 2016, I started donating blood. So when I donate blood, I no longer bleed like I used to bleed before. I only bleed when my donation date has come. Uh, I, I need to know how, what, 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 what can I do to get to resolve this hemophilia uh, thing? Thanks. Do you want to respond, doctor? And I suppose add the part of treatment in your response also. Okay, um, I'll I'll start with the with the gentleman who who spoke about the wife. Mm-hmm. The, this I will not totally attribute to hemophilia. There's a lot of causes that can be responsible for this. He says his wife has been to the hospital, they investigated and they didn't know what was happening. So I just want to know 
um, they, they would have taken blood. They would have checked for the platelets. They would have... Um, I want to know if they, they, they did a colonoscopy to see if there was there is something, um, maybe, because for, I don't want to scare him, but we, I, I'm thinking that he, she will need to have a colonoscopy to go in, so that they can go and see what is happening in her bowel. Okay, okay. It will be part of the investigations, and uh, um, I suspect they would have done um, um, the the blood work up to check whether she has a bleeding disorder or not and if if she if, if he is he doesn't understand what they did he he can go back and and ask what was done and ask what else can be done because passing passing blood in the stool is never normal okay and the last one the the lady who has epistaxis mm-hmm. please remember we are not diagnosing you with hemophilia. There are other causes as okay. well that can do that. It may be, it, 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 um, um, you, yes, you will need to be investigated, but some of the other causes may be that you, you may have weak um, or, or very exposed vessels in your nose okay. that will need to be attended to by an ENT surgeon. So you need to go to a doctor who will examine you and see what is happening in 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 your in your nose and if they're happy that nothing needs attention there there will be some blood test so at the charlotte mcclucky academic hospital the hemophilia clinic can anybody just come through uh if they feel they need to be investigated Mm, no it's a tertiary hospital we work by referrals and if you do that it's going to be very chaotic Okay. So what what we what we do on Mondays is the it's the clinic for the adult patients. On Tuesdays is the clinic for the pediatric patients. I'm responsible for the pediatric pediatric clinic, and Professor Jolie Mashangu is responsible for the for the adult clinic. So what happens is the patients get referred to us from different hospitals around us and then we okay. get to see them when they do have the diagnosis. Okay. Thank you for your time and your insights and uh, your patience, uh, Dr. Mahlajana. We appreciate it very much and thank you for educating us on hemophilia. Thank you so much. I hope I've shed some light. Thank you. Uh, we could not do that trek for Mandela Expedition because uh, apparently Songhezo was about to go on stage. So uh, that's our show today. Uh, update at noon is with Sakina Gamwendo at uh, 12 o'clock. And don't forget uh, later on uh, Beyond the Headline with Aldrin Sampier. Have a fantastic day. Don't forget uh, give credit to the producers of the show. They slog in the background. They are Lebu Mosou and and Kanya Bonani, and it was KG who was my driver for today. It's 11.49.